Welcome to our podcast called I Said It with Major Tom and Beef. It's called You Said It, oh. <laughs> and I'm called today. <laughs> we just named it. Um, uh, and today you can call me Frittata. Today our letter is B. Yeah, today is the letter B, and we already premeditated and agreed on the topic. Boundaries. Boundaries. It. We're trying to do stuff, oh, in my opinion, you're just not learning this. Cool. But we are trying to do um, topics that are relevant in our lives currently, because it's likely that if it's relevant in our lives as 26, 27-year-olds, then it's probably relevant in your life. If you are somewhere in that age range or you find yourself in a similar situation or you're human living on the earth and need such a thing called boundaries. Which I think, yeah, every human needs. Even animals do need it. No, and that's kind of where the name came from because you said it. It's kind of like we're just talking about the stuff that we talk about anyways over our meals or it's walks true. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just a repetition of what you would know if you would be a real stalker of us. That's right. So you're welcome. It's, and then I would say that it's kind of also a journal for me. It'd just be interesting to look back and listen. And maybe I'll just totally cringe or maybe I'll be like, oh my God, we weren't we weren't totally clueless. Or maybe I'll look back and think, wow, what a bunch of idiots. Morons. Yeah, maybe that's what you're thinking when you listen to us right now. I'm so curious to know. Anyway, all right, so to kick us off on this lesson, um, we prepared a few questions that we are going to ask each other regarding the topic of boundaries. And I'm curious because I don't know what your questions are, Tom. But I think we should kick off a little bit with, like, what even boundaries are. Because up to, yeah. like, five years ago or seven years ago, I had no clue of that concept. Of. And I think we both went to the same college. And mm-hmm. they were very keen on everyone reading that book. They also were very keen on pushing you into free labor and do not respect your boundaries ever and at all. Yeah, that's true. Really we'll talk about ironic. it a lot in a different episode. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but and the book he's referring to is a book by um, Henry Cloud Townsend, something John like that. Townsend or something. It's literally called Boundaries. Um, great book, honestly. Like like you said, I'll just piggyback off. Yeah, like five seven years ago, like I would have never thought about boundaries in a way the way the way that I think about it now. I think about it much more systematically now from that book, and of course, like. Just having the word, like, in your vocabulary helps you, like, think about it better. But anyway. So, do you have a first question for me? My first question is kind of a defining question. have we said so far what boundaries even are? Yes, that's my first question. Tom, what are boundaries? Or define boundaries, or tell me, what's the first thing you think of when you hear the word boundaries? The first thing I think of is that boundaries are a tool... Mm-hmm. that you use to protect yourself from other people's toxicity. Okay. Not generally just toxic people. I think every one of us has a certain amount of toxicity inside of them. Mm-hmm. Even something might be toxic to some person that aren't toxic to the other person. It's just to protect yourself, to build a wall around yourself that only lets those things in that you can manage. Wow, that is a lot more deep than I expected. <laughs> okay, wow, interesting Protect yourselves what, from... What would you say is that? Well, that. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I would have just given you the really basic answer. It's just like a fence. 
It just defines where you stop and then another person or whatever else begins. That that line in the sand. That's good. Um, cool. You have another question that's different than that for me? Well, I think to go down to that, because I think you basically define what they are. Uh-huh. And if you're really interested, just, just read that book. Yeah. It has a bit of a Christian lingo to it. So if you're not into that, just pass just over that. Just ignore the Christian yeah. part. Yeah, exactly. Get the gold and leave your crap. Like, that's right. Um, I think that's sort of how would you describe your life before boundaries? Oh, God. <laughs> are you saying I have boundaries now? No, I'm just kidding. Um... Yeah, my life before boundaries. Oh, God. You mean my, like, entire life up until maybe three years ago? Whatever comes to your mind. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, That's a really great question. I mean, I can go all the way back to my little childhood or in my teen years. Something that I kind of wish I had in my teen years is just boundaries in general. So... Oh, God. It's it's personal. That's why it's anonymous. Um, You know, homeschooled in Texas. People don't, like, care if you're getting an education because hashtag, you know, freedom and whatever. And I think that I would have done really well with more boundaries. Like, I I don't think I did terrible. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there were a lot of things that I was really passionate about or strive towards some interests, interests that I had, hobbies. But because there were just no boundaries in my house, like you could just sleep in whenever you wanted and there was no real schoolwork or anything. And like most of the stuff I know that's useful to my life, I've had to Google and figure out. I don't think I'm necessarily too much behind like the average 26-year-old at this point. But I'm just saying, I think I would have probably done and experienced and had a lot more like different skills and stuff. I had boundaries as a teenager. And then, you know, when it comes to relationships and stuff, I think that I actually had unintentional but pretty okay boundaries with my friends and stuff. I never, I just, I never did drama. And it wasn't because I was so mature and smart. It was just because I was so scared of rejection. So I just was a peacemaker. So, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily boundaries, but it kind of worked out for me. Well, I think especially peacemakers need boundaries in their life, otherwise they burn out so utterly quickly. Because mm-hmm. peace is not always attainable, and that's just what it is. It's just what it is. Yeah. I know. I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's interesting. So you basically say, I think how I would sum it up myself, and mm-hmm. I wonder if you would agree with that, is that like life before boundaries was a life that was very unprotected. Mm-hmm. I felt like in uncharted waters mm-hmm. most of the time. Okay. How so? It's just that you don't have, like, you every decision that you want to make when something does not feel right, mm-hmm. you have to make an individual decision then and there. Okay. Saying, I don't want this. And it's very exhausting to make these individual decisions all the time. Yeah. But if you just have a baseline approach, like this is and not further in mm-hmm. your life, I think it makes it so much easier in so many places of your life to just say, nope, 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 without having to worry, is this the okay thing to do? Is this the right thing? No, this is the pre-decided factor. Yeah. And that will really change for me. Because as a natural introvert mm-hmm. and coming out of the family I came out of, like I think the concept of boundaries was never... I was never really hurt by not having it. Because as an introvert, I learned very early on to fight for myself and my, for my own needs. Otherwise, you're just going down. Mm-hmm. And But I think the, what, what changed much for me is that the justification I have. Yeah. 
that I'm now allowed to do that. And it's okay to do that and I have a lingo to do that. That really changed a lot of things. made a big difference, yeah. Okay, well, let's get into recent events. Tom, I have a question for you. Have you ever blocked someone and when and why? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I did. Uh, It's not the only time I did that, but... I think boundaries goes two ways. Like, one way... I'm ripping apart my t-shirt. One way... <laughs> should stop playing with that. No. One way I think boundaries can, like, make relationships easier. Yeah. Because if you set them, you can manage that relationship. But I think it also comes to a point where a relationship has gotten so worse mm-hmm. that you just have to end it. And that's also a boundary at that point. Mm. I can think of a friend, again, I met in college. I mean, we've been good buddies throughout it and, like... I went to his wedding that was, like, in South America and stuff. Like, we we did a lot together. And, but the relationship kind of became very one-sided, very toxic. One-sided, not in a way that one person put all the effort in. It's just, like, it was only about one person. Right. And there were a lot of things of money where that person tried to, tried to cheat me out of money and other factors. Yeah. But just, and a lot of insulting things they said about you oh and also God. about me. And like, so many things. But it just came to the point where, like, okay, this is over. Okay, seriously, though? Like... Oh, we still talk about we still talk this about one dinner we had with this couple. It was the first time I had ever met them. So they were a long time friends with Tom already. You'd already warned me that they weren't going to want to pay for their meal. No. That they would somehow be like, oh, we don't have money right now or whatever. We're strapped. Forgot or our card. Yeah, forgot our card something. And so that day you had sent them the place that we're going to go and like the menu so they could see the prices and everything. And then you asked them, right? Like, is this too much? Like, we can also do something, a cheaper thing. It was just a burger joint, you know. Um, but it was in Australia and it could be like $15, I think, for like one person and stuff. Yeah. Not Yeah. So anyway, um, then we get there. And what do they say in the car on the way to the restaurant that we'd already planned? Oh, we thought we were going to your house. We didn't bring any money. Like, how can you? <laughs> how? After the whole conversation. But it's it, that wasn't the first time that stuff like that happened with uh-uh. them. It's like, oh, can you buy this for me? I'll pay you back. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can just PayPal me now. Oh, I don't have PayPal. Oh, you can transfer it like, from your German. Because in Germany, you don't need, like, for yeah. American listeners, you can just transfer from a bank account. Oh, I don't have any money in my German bank account. Okay, cool. How are you going to pay me back? I will figure it out. We'll figure it out. I'm like, sure. It never happened. Like, okay, then we got there. We got there. I awkwardly went to the bathroom even though I didn't need to. I was like, okay, Tom, you're just going to have to deal with them. And then there was an ATM. They had a card and they could have just gotten money out of the ATM. But they just stood there. We stood in front of the ATM for 10 minutes talking, <laughs> pretending like the ATM is not there. So the 10 minutes, I was just so fed up. because I mean, I already knew how the evening was going to go, even though yeah. I expected I didn't know. I expected oh. something, but way worse. I couldn't imagine. And... Yeah, so and then I was like, fuck it, let's pay for them. And then, of course, they get all the extras and all the, oh, let's add bacon to my burger and let's add this. And I want this special cheese added to my burger. And, like, it's how it is. It was but rough. all of that would have been okay. And all of that would have just got me to the point where I set boundaries. I'm like, okay, I limit our relationship. Yeah. But then the conversation already had started in the car. We picked them. Of course, we picked them up. Surprise. But, like. <laughs> Surprise. The conversation was so utterly insulting. And like everything in our life was constantly oh indirected or even directly insulted. Okay, I couldn't have... Like, I always describe this instance. Like, we spend an evening babysitting snakes. Like, that's yeah. what it felt like. Where you're always, like, you have your guard up and you're like, okay, uh, just don't bite me. But, like, I was so confused by, like, the things, like, the girl blatantly said to my face about, like, where I, like the program that I was a part of at the time or whatever. Like... I just couldn't imagine someone being such a jerk. And so I was, of course, like, oh, ha, ha. 
trying to like give her some space to like, you know, maybe stick her foot in her mouth, but she was unapologetically an asshole. It was awful. And then on the way home, it's my next favorite part. Um, what happened? She was talking and then you go, oh, Taylor, don't forget this. Like you just inserted really quickly. Me and, me and Tom were in the front seats. They were in the back. And then she stopped talking. And then, okay, sorry, you can continue. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. Arms crossed, like whispering in her husband's ear, like, blah, blah, blah. oh my God. Then what happened? Finally, she said something else and they kind of picked up the, the conversation, but I could just see Tom like sizzling. He was like, fuck this. And so then he wasn't saying anything. And so they, what they do? They said, what do you think, Tom? Like, let, you know, you can talk again. The minute you start talking. So gave a response and like, the Five seconds into it or whatever, they start talking about it. Like, you they just threw a major fit about that. I was like, ugh. It's, okay, anyway. Th- there's so many things I'm leaving out. Like, the way that she wouldn't open any door. Like, he had to open every door but for I her. But I think, like, this story is just such an extreme <laughs> example for boundaries. And yeah. I think we've set boundaries in so many more small places of our lives that yeah. are actually way more interesting also to ourselves so uh, one of the questions I had written down for you is that what was the best boundary you ever set oh god but maybe maybe that's too far-fetching maybe it would be more interesting to just talk about like what's all the small simple boundaries that you set in your life day to day I like that okay so we talked about an area where you obviously need big boundaries and in that relationship you kindly let it die off. And if you ever get confronted by the person, you'll probably just tell them, bro, like we're not friends. We've never been good friends. And that's fine. Or you'll never communicate again and that would also be fine. Um, but yeah, in smaller areas, like the everyday boundaries, is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah. Okay, and as a question for me? Yeah, go ahead. What's the question? What kind of small boundaries in your day-to-day life do you set that really help you? Um... I don't know. I honestly feel like I'm bad with boundaries. You know, I have a question for you, and that was, do you wish I would set better boundaries? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know. Why don't you answer this question? No, I mean, for me, it's like all this, I mean, as an introvert, you just learn to do that naturally because otherwise you can't survive. But it's like how I respond to friends' messages, how I respond to work messages, yeah. how I, um, like, how I manage any kind of relationship yeah. in my life. Yeah. And I think all those small things. And the same way, I think for many people, a big issue is family. Yeah. Because we just talked about the long story of like how we kind of rejected like a friend of ours. And we've done it with other friends as well. Yeah. With like the relationship. And we're question. using the word friend in a very fluid way right now. <laughs> yes. But keep going. No, I mean, but I think the thing about family is that you just can't do that. Okay, that's the worst part. Like, can you or can't you? Like, in a way, yeah, you can. But this has been so conflicting for me. Because as a number seven in the Enneagram, apparently one of my um, big fears in life, which I don't know, I guess it's true, is like FOMO, the fear of missing out. And so I was telling you the other day, like, I can't just, like, cut people who are obviously totally narcissistic and manipulative like I can't cut them out of my life because I'm gonna feel like I'm missing out if they're not a part of my like future memories and so on you know and I know that this particular my mother also is a seven I know that it'll hurt her if like she's not a part of my family because like I don't trust her around my kids and so on so yeah that's a big thing like can you cut family 
Tom, can you cut family? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as you said, of course, yes, you can. Mm. But, of course, it has to be a decision that has to be a million times more deliberated than cutting a friend. Yeah. Especially if it's a friend that's not part of your big friend group, like your kind of social circle, but like someone who's kind of on the outskirts of that. That's easy. Yeah. If you don't see them again or if you run into them at Coles or Aldi or AGB, wherever in the world you are, mm-hmm. then you... You can just manage that. But family is different because you it's a distinct group that you will be excluded from. And yeah. if you exclude one of them, you might have trouble getting in any of the other parts again. Mm-hmm. So long, rambling, short. Yes, you can. But a family is always, I think, way more advised to just set boundaries to manage that relationship than to cut it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where boundaries and that's where the book comes in so well. Well, I think that you're making a lot of sense. Um, I have a question. So, what do you think about the fact that I just blocked my own mother's phone number from my phone? It's difficult. (laughs) At the point where this was, the stuff that she messaged you and what she messaged you about, and that was the only way that was, the only things that were communicated were just manipulative, spiteful, and mostly there to pick a fight. I think at that point it was totally just to do that because Mm -hmm. it was affecting you very negatively. Yeah. It was not just a little pain, it was a big amount of pain. And it's not like you lost anything else from it because the only text messages that came from that number Mm -hmm. were those angry ones. There was not a happy, oh, look how cute my dogs are. It was, oh, look how cute my dogs are and manipulative, manipulative, manipulative bullshit afterwards. No, it was like, okay, we just got into a disagreement, which, by the way, comes from me saying, listen... You can't do this anymore. Or, or, you know, you're stepping on my boundaries. This is me pathetically trying to reinforce my, my boundaries. Um, and then, of course, I already knew what would happen. It, it goes into explosion. All of a sudden, like, I'm an evil person. I'm trying to hurt her and everything is wrong. And then so we end on a note where she's like, well, I'm just going to forgive and forget and, like, pretend like everything's fine. And, like, deep down, I'm like, ugh, like, I'm too exhausted to fight you. But everything is not fine. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, not everything is 100% bad, but it's not all perfect and clean like you want it to be. Like, this person, she has to be, like, black or white. And anytime you suggest that it's gray, she goes back into black mode, freaking rips your head off, says a bunch of horribly mean things, and then decides... Tries to unite everyone against you. Yes, exactly. Anyway, and then she'll be like, okay, everything's fine. And if I don't, I just, honestly, I just can't respond. I'm just too exhausted. And then, like, two weeks later, oh, here's my cute dog. It's just like, fuck you. I can't talk to you because you're insane. It drives me insane. And I think that's where, like, boundaries kick in so well. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, the the, the version before boundaries, either you have that person in your life or you cut that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helps just to set it up in a way that it can still function. Mm -hmm. Like... It comes down to with family members. We we message each other nice messages or send each other a nice card on the holidays and a birthday. Mm-hmm. And then we see each other in a big group gathering once or twice a year. But that's it. With Corona, thank God. With Corona, all of that's over less. anyways. <laughs> and us living overseas make things easier as well. No, yes. but I think that that is the beauty of boundaries that you don't have to cut a relationship, but you can just put it in a place where it functions for you. And if a person is too toxic... Hmm. in your perception it doesn't have to be like scientifically proven toxicity and everyone has to agree with you and the rest of your family that that person is toxic no it's just if this relationship affects you significantly negatively Hmm. then put it on pause and see what it does to you 
Yeah. If you have to put every relationship in your life on pause because they're all too toxic for you, then either you have really terrible people around you or you might be the problem. Maybe. That's the thing. Like, after I blocked my own mother, which I did because I just, I literally, like, couldn't, I was, like, shaking. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I blocked because I was like, I just, I, I can't get one more text from her right now. Like, I just can't. It's, like, literally waiting. Like, at any moment, you can pick up your phone and be assaulted by the person that, like, literally gets under your skin because, like, they're your flesh and blood. And they know how to get under your skin. And they just do because they're family. That's what it is. So I blocked that number and I thought I would feel guilty, like I'm being petty and I don't want my relationship to be like the one she has with her mother. It's all a lot of bitterness and just emotional manipulation. But man, I felt like a thousand pounds lighter knowing that like anytime I pick up my phone, it's not possible for there to be a message from that number because it's never good and it always sends me spiraling, right? So I went ahead and blocked her on Facebook too. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, like, if she wants to send me anything, she can send it to my sister and she can pass it along, which means my sister will be an amazing um, filter. She can vet stuff that comes to me because a lot of the shit that comes to me from that number probably should have been thought about for, like, one more second. And it might have been different. Maybe. It's good. Bless God almighty. Ugh. Anyway. So, yeah, that's my experience with boundaries recently. <laughs> it's been actually really freeing. It's been okay. Now that that happened to you, would you, do you consider other relationships in your life where you set something similar up or like a totally different concept of boundaries with different people? Um, you know, there's not really a lot of people that like keep me up at night, freaking me the fuck out about like, what am I going to do about this relationship? Because I want peace. So, no. I think, honestly, I'm okay. Well, there's always my father. And he's like, you know, he has his own issues. But as soon as I told him, like, we are absolutely 0% able to talk about politics, I think he's pretty much respected that. And also, I think that I've, I've like, allowed myself not to need them anymore. I think that really helps. I think with parents, you're always, like, you have this expectation that they would be a certain way. And so I finally just convinced myself, like, listen, you're not entitled to anything. They don't have to be a certain way. You don't need them. You can't be disappointed by them. Like, they're just humans, and you don't need them. Sounds bad, but it's probably the best thing I could have done. Because then, you know, they, they don't, they're not on a pedestal. Yeah, and it's a process. No boundary is final. Boundaries can still be changed and removed and yeah. or built up higher or whatever. Like, yeah. nothing is final. Yeah. That's really cool, do you think it's important that the people you set boundaries to know what your boundary is? Or do you think there's also a way where you can just uphold your boundaries yeah. and still keep them outside? You just re- phrased your statement like a question because I already know the answer. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure about my answer. Really? Okay. No, it's, I would say definitely. If you have to share it with them, then you're impeding on their own boundary. Like you need to just, it's, it's your own thing. And if you, if you feel like you have to tell them, oh, by the way, I blocked you, then really, are you blocking them for you or are you blocking them for you, them? You know what I mean? That was actually a great answer. I like wow. That. You're welcome. Okay, so... T- I actually wasn't sure about that statement oh, really? either because... Okay. I mean, can you really uphold the boundary easily if they don't know that it exists? But you're probably right. Letting them know that a boundary exists might hurt you. Like, might just... Put, put fuel up, put, on yeah, the fire. Fuel on the fire. And yeah. I don't know. It's probably different for different things. It is nice to tell people, like, if you're trying to rehabilitate the relationship to say, 
listen, you can't do this anymore. And, you know, because, you know, until you prove that do X, Y, and Z or whatever, until you stop with the emotional manipulation or until you start to respect my child or my husband or whoever is in your life that's important to you, whatever the issue is, then um, this particular boundary will be in place. That's good. You got to tell them that. Otherwise, they don't have a chance to fix it. And maybe they'll, you know, block you for a year or two, but it's their decision. The ball's in their court. I think in this particular situation, I'm just like, catching a breath I, yeah. and I don't have any more hope that I can convince my mom to do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've, I've definitely tried. And so at this point I'm like, you know what? Uh, there's no reasoning with this human being. I just have to protect my, my own sanity and stop being awake until 2 AM. Like discussing with you and being, being like, what do I, what do I do? You know? That's so, good. yeah, you're right. I can, it's not that black and white. It's yes and no. What a blessing. Cool. Do you have any final thoughts before we close this? Yes. You know what I was excited about? I wanted to do a quick fire round of questions for you. Ooh. You have to give me an answer in like less than 30 seconds because I have about five different questions for you and you have to answer them quick. Will do. Are you sure? Well, I will try. Come on, Major Tom. Okay. Name one boundary that you hold with yourself. Phone time. Not that I'm great at it, but when I do it, I feel so much better. Like, boundary, like, especially at evenings, at night, put your phone away. When you do a certain thing, put your phone away. Mm-hmm. Screen time. Screen time. Not just saying, but like, the, the constant, like, second thing hitting your head. The second, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? <laughs> it is something that grabs my attention away from where I'm at. When I watch a movie, no phone. When I'm talking to someone, no phone. When I'm trying to work, no phone. Like... Yeah. Not the second thing in my life that always is, like, on the sidelines. Okay. Great English. <laughs> Great English. <laughs> Name one boundary you set with me. Come on, 10-second answers. No, at one, co- at one point, I refused to have a conversation, which makes me sound so holy, and that's definitely not what it is. But, like, if a certain pitch in volume or tone is reached, I kind of shut down. And that's somewhat a natural mechanism and somewhat uh, a boundary that you're trying to set. A boundary I'm trying to set. Like you should have if, told me that. If you scream at me, then the conversation, I'm not responding to you. No wonder we're getting nowhere. Okay. <laughs> Name one boundary you have set with people that get under your skin. I think that's different in Corona times because you spend so little direct FaceTime with them. Mm-hmm. That it is very easy to set boundaries by... If if you annoy me, then I'm not going to respond for a couple of days. Yeah, the longer it takes to respond is a very good indication how close you are. Yes. <laughs> Except for if you're just bad at texting back like me. That doesn't mean anything. Oh. Uh, okay, name one boundary that you set with your mother. She's not allowed to feel guilty. She is from her personality someone who always feels guilty and kind of starts guilting you by feeling guilty uh, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, again and again in conversation, every couple of weeks of moms, it comes up, no, mom, you're not allowed to feel guilty, you're not allowed to feel sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you feel like it, check it if there's a genuine reason. If there, you think there's a genuine reason, talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't see a genuine reason, then you have to stop it. It's yeah. not acceptable. Because she's a chronic sad person. Yes. Yeah. Not not like, you're not allowed to be sad, but like, Yeah. I get what, okay, I know. Okay, name one boundary that you um, set with 
the information and, and entertainment that you allow into your eyes. Oh, I suck at that. I should. <laughs> really? Like what? I don't know. Like, news can make me so angry. I mean, especially in the day and age of Trump and all the bullshit that came with that. Uh-huh. What was always there and he just brought it to the surface. No, like, uh-huh. I should have a boundary there because I, I, I do it at first when I wake up and I sometimes do it. That's my phone boundary again. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I read it and I get angry about it or if I fight with people on Facebook about it and it just ruins Ugh. my day for what? For what? Like, yay, I know mm. what a dickhead he is. Great. Do I help anyone by knowing that? Nope. Yeah. It just ruins my day. So that's that's something where I definitely need to set something. <laughs> so the answer is not much at the moment. Yeah. Pending. Pending. I love that. Okay, well, um, great. I think that's all we have to say at this moment about boundaries. It's definitely a topic that is always growing and trying to learn how to set boundaries without being a dick. Like, you don't, you don't want to be a dick. No. You just don't want someone to control your freaking life. Especially your happiness, not factors, yeah. Exactly. And, like, things that you value the most. So, live by your values. I think that's how I ended this last podcast. Just do what matters, for God's sakes. Yeah. Good and simple. That's close. So that, that's a great way to end everything. Just do what matters. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.